Hello and welcome back to Give Me a Break podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Beckman. I'm so excited that you're listening today. I am upstairs in my house and there is construction happening right now. So, you probably hear some truck running. You'll probably hear some beeps and some noises. So, just to forewarn you, that's happening. Uh, I picked probably the worst time to record this. But, oh well. Gotta do what you gotta do. Um, have a crazy day today. Um, but it's all good because we love it. It's gonna be great. Um, do y'all ever get, like, those bumps on your tongue? Uh, people call them lie bumps. I don't lie. Like, I really am not a liar. I don't even know how to lie. Um... But I have one at the tip of my tongue, and it, like, hurts. And it's kind of affecting how I talk, so. Uh, just me being nitpicky. But I want to dive right into these questions today and just, yeah, just talk to you guys and see what you uh, what you asked me. I'm very excited. Um, so let's dive right in. Okay. So, the first question is, how do I practically share my faith with someone? Okay. Um, so, practically, so I think, like, the way that it's happened in the past is, like, people going, like, door to door and, like, asking them if they know Jesus. And, you know, I don't want to, like knock any method of sharing the gospel but I just feel like that is especially in today's age like creepy and um, honestly I don't think it gets the response that we're wanting so I just wouldn't recommend that I think it's very very old school and again like I don't want to, like, say if you are doing that, that, like, you're wrong. Like, I don't think so, but I just think that there are better ways to do that. I think, you know, one of the best ways to share the gospel and to share what God's done in your life is through a connection with someone, through a relationship with someone. I just don't think that the first thing that you say to someone should be about your faith because I feel like with my generation especially— we we don't really like care what you say we care about your character we care about like the life that you live and how you treat us versus like like I think anyone in my generation that's not a believer you just saying things to them is not going to convince them that they should be you know And again, I don't think it's like this convincing game. I just, I really think it's just been done very incorrectly. And I think the main thing is inviting people to church and being the church is huge. Like just serving your community, being the hands and feet of Jesus, not just the mouth of Jesus, not just talking, but what does your life look like? Like, how are you serving people? How are you treating people? You know, how are you treating the least of these? Are you doing it just to say that you went door to door and 
you might have led someone to Christ and that's great like I'm not knocking that again I'm not knocking it I just it just kind of gets on my nerves when people think that that's the best way and that's the only way you share the gospel and if you're not doing that then you're not really you know going out and doing what you're supposed to so I just I think anyone that thinks that they have it all figured out, anyone that thinks that they that they know everything about the Bible, if they know everything about what God called us to do, then like you're just I don't know, I just feel like it's really arrogant and God's gonna reveal himself in a new and a fresh way to us. Not that God changes at all, but and not that his word changes, but it's this balance you have to find with I know what the word says, but I also am open to maybe delivering the gospel in a new and a creative way to keep up with generations and to keep up with, you know, how they receive information, you know, because this, I'm going to end with this, but it's not about manipulating someone into having a relationship with Jesus or, or scaring them into it. It's not about that at all. And a lot of it does depend on them. It doesn't depend on us. We share the news, and if they don't want to receive it, then that's their that's their decision. So quit forcing it on people. Um, it's just not it's just not what Jesus did. He told the truth, but he wasn't forcing it upon people. <clears throat> it's a good question, though. Next question, why do you think anxiety and depression are so prevalent in people today? Hmm. So, I have a couple of theories on this. I think that a lot of people over, like, literally since people were created have struggled with this. But with my, again, talking about my generation today a lot, um, my generation does not, like, we grew up not really having it be validated at all. Um, it's not until recent years that people actually are, like, anxiety and depression aren't so taboo. Because um, for my parents' generation, it was very taboo. You don't admit your weakness. You don't admit where you struggle, like, no, you don't do that. My generation is almost taken to the other extreme where we identify with it. Um, so I, I think it's one of those things that, I don't think it's that we struggle with it more. I just think we are open about it more. And we, we maybe identify with it more. Another theory I have is, obviously, with the, the age of social media and, like, everybody, oh, my gosh, like, everyone has such a staunch opinion about social media. I think it's a great thing in moderation. I think it's, a look like anything, I think it's a, it's a good thing to stay connected, and it's just an outlet to be creative. But at the end of the day, if you're using it to find your value and to find your worth, then it's going to make you anxious and depressed. Um... You know, I have, I feel like, several other theories on this, but those are my top two where I feel like people are really struggling because they don't, 
they don't know how to find their worth in anything but other people. And I was having a conversation with a couple of people this week, weirdly enough, about, you know, your worth and about, um, I guess, like, how people perceive you. And, you know, I, I was telling them that the times in my life when I needed to change and I wanted to change, it was because I wanted to change for me. I didn't want to keep living with the person that was hurting other people or the person that was speaking this way or thinking this way. I I didn't want to change for anyone else. Because the moments when I did try to change for other people, it didn't last. And it just made me even more anxious because I was like, oh, like, is this good enough for them? Is this Is this what they want? And it's like, honestly, that grosses me out now. Like, I've, I've almost formed, like, this aversion to that self-seeking, um, I don't even know what to call it, but, like, just people that find all their validation and their worth in society. And it's not, I'm not saying that, like, you're gross if you do that or if you struggle with that. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that, I struggled with it so bad to where I hate, I, I began to hate it so much in my life that now I just don't even want to like, I don't want any part of it. I don't want someone to live their life for me. I don't want someone to be, you know, to for me to be someone's everything because I know what that felt like um, being on their shoes. And I just think it's super unhealthy for us to live that way. And it causes us to be, when that need isn't met, it, you're going to become depressed. You're going to become anxious. You're going to become all the things that um, that we've been talking about. So I would say that. I would say those two things are my top, are my top things. Um, but I could expound more on that if y'all want me to in a later date. But let's, uh, let's move on. Can you talk about the double standard specifically of modesty slash lust between women and men? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, I can talk about that. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a very uh, staunch opinion about this, and not everyone will agree with it, and I'm okay with that. But I'm really tired of this, of this double standard when it comes to specifically modesty. We'll talk about the lust situation in a minute. Modesty. Um, like everything that I feel like I've talked about, I think the intention is pure. And I don't want to disregard or ignore what the Bible says, but at the same time, I think that it's become really twisted in today's culture. And by culture, I mean church culture, because people have this view that women and girls, you know, really, really it's, it's girls for me that like really makes me want to just punch someone in the face because the fact that these young girls are being sexualized at such a young age by men in the church 
for them to say, you need to be more modest. You need to cover up more. Well, it's like, well, why? Like, the obvious things are like, yeah, like your boobs and your butt. Like, things like that. Your private parts. Like, sure. Yeah, let's not, let's not show those. But your arms and your legs, your knees. Are you serious? It's a hot summer day. Like, you mean to tell me that this young girl can't wear a tank top and shorts? But you as a guy can wear whatever you want? And really where the rubber meets the road is in, like, bathing suit situations, swim parties and youth groups. My, my husband and I are in youth ministry, and we just decided that we it is not our call to what someone else's child wears to a swim party. And what we mean by that is we are not their parents. If they need guidance or if that parent needs guidance, of course we will offer guidance. But we are not parents. And we, like, if a guy is allowed to wear no shirt, then a girl should not have to wear a one-piece. A girl should not have to wear a shirt and shorts. Like, you know, and that that could be really progressive of, of us to think that way. But that is how we view it. Because... You're sending a message to the young boys that you're not realizing that you're sending is that you can do whatever you want when it comes to your sexuality, when it comes to your body. Um, No one can tell you no. But to a woman, we're saying we can control your body. We can say whatever we want to about it. We can sexualize it in whatever way we want to and that creates a really unhealthy view of a, of a young girl and her body instead of teaching these children at the appropriate age about sex and about what God created it to be and not just all the bad things about it and not just about all of the dangers of it but what it's created to be. That's that's the key. That's the thing that I think was missing for me growing up in the church. Was not... All I heard was sex is bad, don't have sex, sex hurts, and you'll get pregnant and your life will be ruined from it. And, you know... I'm not saying that those are entire lies, but they're very exaggerated, exaggerated truths. And it, when I was going to get married, I had severe anxiety, like bad, because my view of it was so warped. And that, that's something that Ty and I really had to like unpack and, and move through. And I just feel like it can be avoided if it's done in the right way. Um, but yeah, like modesty, I mean, I, I think modesty starts in your heart. I really do. And this double standard, like my thing is, if you are so concerned about modesty in the physical sense, then make sure you're concerned about modesty in the boys too, and what they wear, how they carry themselves, not this 
again, it's a double standard. And, and I'm, I'm all for promoting a modest heart, a modest lifestyle if, you know, whatever, as long as it's fair, as long as it's not just towards women, because it's not just women. Um, it's not just guys that struggle with lust. It's not. Um, so sorry to break it to you. Uh, women, we struggle with lust. Um, just as much, if not even more. And it's kind of crazy because a lot of women won't admit that. A lot of women, um, when I was growing up, a lot of girls, they wouldn't admit that they were watching things and, and experimenting with things. And it made me feel like a freak. Honestly, it made me feel like a freak. And, you know, I wish that the the porn conversation and the sex conversation and all of those conversations that were, I think were happening with the guys. I wish they would have happened with us too. I could have been taught that I'm not weird for doing that, but it's, it's a sin and it's wrong and it's something that we can work through and I could have been helped with, but instead I was chained to it for years. And, um, when you feel shame and you feel like you can't confess a sin, it, you're just going to go deeper and deeper into it. So to, to say that men are the ones that struggle with lust and they're the ones that are so visually stimulated. And that's why girls should, should dress in a more modest way. I think that is ludicrous. I think that that is just absolutely just wrong. Okay. As a woman sitting here who has struggled with lust, who I just, it, it's just so, makes me so mad because I'm like, that's just a cop out. It's just a cop out to control a woman. And I'm sorry, that is just not, that's not the society I want my child to live in one day. Like if I have a kid one day and I have a daughter one day, I don't want that for her. And I don't want that for my son either. I want to teach them both how to carry themselves in a Christ-like way. Because it's not to promote this progressive agenda either. It's not to promote this everyone just do what you want society either that I'm, that I'm trying to talk about. It's just a fairness. It's, a, it's an honesty that has been lacking in the church. So, um, yeah, it is this huge double standard, and, and I'm very thankful that my husband and I are on the same page about it and that we are, again, given an opportunity to maybe help people understand that, you know, it's not our job to tell your kid what to wear. I'm sorry. Like, if you're the parent and you let them buy it, um, okay, cool. And we can have further conversations if we need to. And if, if there's problems, we, we can have conversations. We're not scared of conversations. And we're not scared to learn and to grow in it either. But you're not going to tell me to tell a child what they can and can't wear to a swimming pool. Like, I'm sorry, we're in the summer. It's hot. If a boy cannot wear a shirt, then a girl does not have to wear a shirt either. Yep. I said it so. Hope, hope that doesn't offend you, but if it does, well, this is my podcast and not yours. So uh, I would encourage you to really think about 
why you feel that way and why you think that way. Are you just, have you just been conditioned to think that way? Um, and it was funny is most of the time it's men that have such a problem with it. Um, and, and my thing is too, like Ty will never have a conversation with a young lady about what she's wearing or her modesty or how she's carrying herself. If the conversation needs to happen, I'm going to have it with a young lady. And if a conversation needs to happen with a young man, then Ty will have it. Because again, growing up, you know, your youth pastors and all that, they're the ones that would typically have those conversations. And that is just disgusting. What were we thinking, guys? For for the man to say something about a like what a young girl, a minor, like guys, come on. That's that's creepy. Oh, it's creepy. Okay, I'm moving on from this question because it's, it's a lot. Okay, uh, next question. I know you're married, but what is your opinion on the modern dating scene, specifically for a Christian to try to be a part of modern dating and things like dating apps, etc.? So, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know everything about modern dating because I feel like even since I've been, you know, me and Ty dated for a couple years before we got married, and I I feel like even then the dating scene was just so different than what it is now. I think post-COVID, it's really strange. Um, it's hard. Like, I, I really hate it for people that are trying to find someone they're trying to be with with someone and you don't want to go about it in the in the way that the world goes about it and you don't want to go out to the bars and get drunk and have a one-night stand and maybe that'll end up in a relationship like we just don't that's not healthy but it's also hard when people are like well just go to church go to church find your husband it's like, well, Miss Girl, there ain't no, there ain't no single man here. And the moment one comes, they're like pounded on because the ratio between single women and single men is ridiculously different. So, um, my opinion is that it's trash. The modern dating scene is trash. Um. If you're a Christian. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with being on a dating app as a Christian. I, I really don't. I think it's what you do with that. If you are on it and you're, you know, using it to sin, <laughs> then yeah, that's wrong. Just like anything. Um, but I don't think having a dating app is wrong. I don't think if you have Tinder, if you have Hinge, if you have... Uh, I don't really know. There's only two I really know. A Bumble, maybe. Bumble was one when I was dating. But uh, I don't know how successful they are. But I just think always trying to go about it in the old school way just may not work now because we are in such a digital world. And it doesn't have to be this fairy tale thing. Um, I don't know. I just... Again, I don't really have a, a big opinion about it because I haven't been dating for a really long time. And I don't want to sit here and act like I do. But at the end of the day, 
you got to put yourself out there. If you're not putting yourself out there, then you can't complain that nobody's coming for you. It's not, it's not what it is in the movies. It's not what it is in the love songs. Like, that's not how people meet, typically. It's not how it happens. It's very, like, natural and normal and boring most of the time. It's boring how people meet. And it grows into something beautiful. But this just idea that, I don't know. I just think a lot of times we have this really unrealistic expectation of what things should look like. And as Christians, we think like, oh, it's just going to be, everything's going to be so perfect. And my husband's just going to be like, no, like we're still human. It's still hard work. Dating is still hard work. You still have to do it with the Lord. Like, and you have to constantly pray for that person. So Again, I don't have a ton of opinion about that, but let's move on. I think this is the last question. So this says rapid fire round part two. Okay, so I'm going to answer these quickly. Um, Zoo or aquarium? Aquarium. Zoos stink. They literally smell like animal poop. Amusement park or water park? Neither. I hate both of those things, but uh, water park, I guess. Amusement parks, I don't ride rides. I hate them so incredibly much. Water park is fine, I guess, but they're really gross. Water parks are nasty. You know what was in that water? That's disgusting. Do better. Nashville Shores, do better. Basketball or baseball? Mm, personally, basketball, but I love watching baseball with my husband because he loves baseball so much, but I personally like basketball more. But I'm not really a sports gal, so whatever. Cake or pie? Cake. All day. Every day. Cake. Photos or paintings? Ah. I guess, like, to hang in my house, I'd rather hang a painting than, like, a photo. I don't know. Dang, that's hard. Oh, I don't know. Maybe photos. Maybe photos. Yeah, probably photos. But I love paintings as well. Halloween or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, duh. Okay, can I just be real? Halloween is so dumb. It's, guys, it's dumb. Um, we could do without that one. I really think we could do without that one. And I know a lot of people, they love Halloween. I hate spooky crap. I think it's so, like, just trashy and gross and gaudy, like, and even if I wasn't a Christian, I still would hate Halloween. So don't even come at me. Like, I think it's so tacky and ugly and gross. And I hate Halloween. Okay? I'm here to say it, guys. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, but it is what it is. So if you love Halloween, that's fine, I guess. I'll pray for you. Um, not really. I'm just kidding. But Thanksgiving is... Um, November honestly is my favorite month because it's my birthday month and I'm I think a little narcissistic in that way but I love November I love Thanksgiving I love that time of year um, because it's just closer to Christmas and it's cold out and it's just all the things like I just love all of it so I'm ready for Halloween to be over and I'm ready for Thanksgiving to be here because I love food and I love spending time with my family and people I love. So 
Wow, what a good episode today. I really appreciate these questions. I think that, um, you know, like I said, that dating question is really hard. It, it's hard for me off the top of my head to really, like, conjure up an answer. But I, I hope that these questions give you some relief, give you some peace, give you a break. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that... This has been just such a wonderful journey. I, this is actually, um, I didn't really say it on the last episode, but this is my last episode of the season. Um, as the holidays come around, I really just want to spend some time like focusing in, focusing on my family and just the time I'm spending with them. I just really, um, I think I want to take the next month or so and just really hone in on what do I want give me a break to look like next year and all of that and then at the beginning of the year we're going to hit the ground running um I really do I appreciate all the support all the love through this podcast I've felt incredibly um supported I felt very loved and and seen and I'm hoping that I can be even more honest and I can be even more real with you guys next season but that's a wrap on season one I hope you have enjoyed this podcast and continue to ask me questions I will um I won't delete the form or anything the form will be the same so please ask me any questions that you think of randomly and we will um answer them in the next podcast when season two launches and if you have any ideas of like specific topics we should talk about or or maybe some ideas of like what you guys want from content like do you want question and answer like I really created this kind of for you guys and for me to just have an outlet like I've said so if you have any ideas just drop them in the form and we will uh yeah I'll see you in season two I'll see you next year bye guys